Hello there. Thank you for downloading our message. It is our desire you grow in the mastery of the word and the power of the spirit as you listen. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. So, tonight, I want us to talk about love. Love in the family. Love in the family of believers especially, okay? The Bible says in John 13 from verse 34 to 35. John 13, 34 to 35. Open your Bibles to John 13, 34, 35. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Look at that. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. By this will everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So he's saying that the first hallmark of a believer and of a church is love. So he didn't say by how much rema you can spit, you know, or by how much prayer you can pray, okay? He's saying that by the sincerity of your love, by the genuineness of your love, one for, one for the other, we will know, I will know that you are my disciples. So the first characteristic of a believer is love. I know we talk, talk a lot about prayer, a lot about study, a lot about miracles, a lot about healing and praying in tongues, right? But the first characteristic of a believer is love. It's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, If I give my clothes to the poor, if I do this and do that, but I have no love, I am nothing. Look at that. Now, without love, everything is nothing. Okay, it only makes sense on the platform of love. So our first core value as believers, even, even before we talk about, about church here, yeah, our first core values as believers is love. So he says, love one another the way I have loved you. This is important. Now, when we see the love of Christ, it is unconditional, it is relentless, Okay, it is, um, you know, as that song says, it does not make sense. It's relentless. You know, that's kind of love that God is encouraging that we have for one another. Love that does not make practical brain sense. So look at this. See an, an example of this love. That Peter denied Christ that had been with him and trained him for three and a half years. Peter denied him thrice in one night. In his hour of greatest need, Peter um, denied him. Now, to show you that love, that love did not condemn Peter. That love did not respond in hatred towards Peter. Okay, But instead, when he was restored, what did he tell Peter? Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. He didn't have any beef with Peter. He did not be, you know, it was all... Pure 
strange, relentless love. So this love means that no matter how much they offend me, no matter what they do to me, I will only respond back to them in love. This kind of love is a supernatural kind of love. It's a love that only the believer in Christ can have and truly share. That people hurt you so much, but you don't wish them if you respond back to them in love. What well, Bible says in Romans 5, Romans 8, I think, Romans 5, Romans 5, that the love of God, Romans 8, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit. So, we are not lacking in love. You get that? Every believer has the love of Christ at work in him. Is, is, that, is that clear enough? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Okay? So, we have love also. Number two. I would like to remind us that that's Romans 5, 5, Romans 5, 5. TGC is a family of love. So, before anything else, before how we can pray or how we can fast, you see that we don't brag about, about how much we pray. We, we don't go out saying that, um, you know, I pray five hours, I pray two hours, you know. Even me, I, I, don't, I don't make such brag. You get my point here? So, we don't brag on that, okay? Because our first and most important identity as a church, is love. So, personally, as the pastor, I care first for the love factor above everything else. For the family factor. For how much we care for each other. For how we respect each other. For how we carry each other with grace. For how we forgive each other when people make mistakes. So, the first thing first I care about, which I think we should all care about as church, as teaching people, is love. We are first a family of love before anything else. Now, in every family, there will be conflict. You get that? In every family, there will be conflicts. Okay? You know, no matter how much you love that babe and you, or you love that girl, you'll still clash. Never. You'll still clash. In fact, no matter how much your, your mother loves you, you will still fight. It's just, it's just called living in a family. Okay? So, in every family, there will be conflict. To discount this, to not expect conflict, will be naivety. Now, to think you'll be in a church family, and no one will offend you. It's just being childish. It's being funny. So imagine that you think you just be the church family of 40 people, 41 people, 50, 100 people, and no one will offend you. Yeah, you're joking. So there will surely be conflict. In fact, expect it. Okay? Let, let, let it done on you that there will be conflict will arise. Let it, let, it, let it register in your mind that someday, somehow, somebody will vex you. Okay? So you must then determine that, you know, I will bear with one, I will bear with the other person and I will resolve every issue. I will not keep a grudge. I will not respond in anger. I will maintain my cool. I will respond in love and I will, and I will resolve every issue. Ephesians 4 from verse 1 to 6. Ephesians 4 from verse 1 to 6. Paul speaking by the Spirit. As a prisoner of the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Verse 2. 
be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, be patient, practice chill. You don't have to always make your point. There are times when you practice chill because at that particular point you are emotional and your point can come out wrong. Do you get that? So be patient. Okay, then bearing with one another in love, knowing that people will make mistakes, so bear with them in love. Okay, um, respond to them lovingly, give them mercy, give them grace. As in, you know, you know, be practically just make, make, make every effort to bear with one another is important. Verse 3 says, Make every effort. Look at that, make every effort. Do everything possible to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace look at that so make every effort to keep the unity of the body to keep unity in the family make do everything within your power to make sure that your unit the church wherever you serve in the body that you do all you can to preserve unity preserve peace look at that so you must not be the one to cause issues rather be the one making every effort to keep peace unity in the family this is how we show christian maturity by being the one that goes all out to ensure that there's peace and love and unity in the house so the spiritual baby is the one that 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 tears up strife and conflicts. Is the one that wants to win every argument, win every case. This is important. So rather be the one that preserves peace. Awesome. Going further, let me skip to verse fourteen to sixteen. No, let me skip to verse fifteen, especially verse fifteen. Instead, it says, 14 says, you know, order. 15 says, instead, speaking the truth in love. So, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Look at that. So, we speak the truth, yes, because the truth is important for growth. The truth is important for maturity. But we speak the truth in love. We deliver it with love as the motive and in love in the delivery. So we speak the truth in love, in delivery and in motive. So if your motive for speaking is not love, you should keep quiet. Speaking the truth only with love as the motive to edify, to build up, okay, and also delivering the content lovingly. Speaking the truth in love now can you imagine that imagine, can you imagine you um, committing a sin offending god and god starts screaming at you please pause and think about it imagine god screaming at you when you're offending now imagine god correcting you angrily imagine god talking back at you angrily when you offend exactly what does god do he corrects you in love so also let love be the motive Okay, and let love show in your delivery. Okay, 
we should also deliberately avoid bitterness. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. Avoid bitterness. Hope we are learning. Are we falling? Are we learning? Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. Awesome. So he says, Make every effort to live in peace. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Look at that. Make every effort. It didn't say some effort or little effort. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. He said, See to it fall short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So number one, make every effort to live in peace. Very important, okay? Every effort, not some effort. Go out of your way to live in peace. Very important, okay? And also, see that no one falls out of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up. That's what it says there. That no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So it means that if one person allows bitterness, it will grow up, cause trouble, and defile many people. This is very important. I'll take it again. It means that if one person allows, allows himself to live in bitterness, it will grow up in him, cause trouble, and defile many others. So, avoid bitterness. When you begin to sense, they are beginning to dislike somebody else. Make every effort to resolve and walk in love with that person. These things don't happen in a day. They creep up on people subtly without them knowing. So, run away from bitterness. Let there be nobody that you dislike or that you cannot stand or they cannot have a conversation with. Do you get? It, sh- it might just mean that you are already growing in bitterness with that person. That is dangerous, okay? Very important. Decide to never be the one causing strife or hurting others. Be a peacemaker. Look at that. Matthew 5 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers for the shall what should help me. Blessed are the peacemakers. Matthew 5 9. For they shall be called children of God. Look at that. So you must never be the one causing strife, but rather the one making peace. We have to deliberately decide that I will never be the one causing trouble in the way I talk. The way I act, the way I react, the way I carry myself, I will never be the one causing strife. Okay? Very importantly, a problem not dealt with will spread and affect the entire team. Again, a problem not dealt with will spread. A conflict not resolved 
will spread and affect the entire team. See to it that you are not the one bringing conflict. Galatians 5.9 Galatians 5.9 A little yeast walks through the whole batch of dough. A little yeast will walk through the whole batch, okay, and corrupt the entire dough. So, one person walking in bitterness can ruin the whole church. One leader, one worker walking in bitterness can ruin the entire, that can spoil the entire unit. So, you have got to really decide that you will not be the one to cause trouble. First Corinthians 5, 1-8 now we we'll see there also the issue of sexual morality in the Corinthian church. Paul Paul told them the same thing in verse in verse six. He says, "Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough?" So again, one small person living in sin or bitterness can cost the whole church. This is this is very serious. So it is why everybody's personal love work is important to the church people say a chain is only as strong as its weakest link so we must decide that i will not be the weak one i won't be the one easily offended i will not be the one that, that takes things personal i will not be the one you pray about it you work on it you will seek for help okay but you must deliberately make sure that in every way you find yourself in every group in every sphere in every unit even in your hostels in your in your workplaces in your families everywhere amongst your friends that you are never the one causing strife but rather the one that goes about to make peace very important so how do we resolve conflict the happen how do we resolve conflict let's open to matthew 18 from verse 15 to 35 matthew 18 from verse 15 to 35 before that okay let, let's, let's take it he says in verse 15 if your brother or sister sins Go and point out your fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they would not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Verse 17. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they still refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Verse 18. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven verse 19 again i tell you truly that if two of you on earth shall agree about anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name there am i 
were them. 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Seventy-seven times. <laughs> Therefore, verse 23, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants. As he began settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Verse 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. The, the servant master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. 29. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. 30. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could cancel the debt. When the other servants saw that what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. 32. Then the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant? just as I had on you. In anger, his master handed him over to the jealousy with tortured until he could pay back, until he should pay back all in whole. 35. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Hold on. No. Awesome. Before I go further, we should see from Ephesians 4, 31-32, Ephesians 4, 31-32, Ephesians 4, 31-32, I'll, I'll make a point, Ephesians 4, 31-32, I'm opening it here, thank you Lord Jesus, Ephesians 1-32, okay it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice 32 be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as christ in god forgave you so when christ died and resurrected we were forgiven eternally so we don't forgive now so we can forgive him we forgive now because we are already forgiven people I'll take that again. When Christ died, okay, we're forgiven eternally. So now we forgive people because we are forgiven people. We are already forgiven eternally. 
and God will not withdraw back our forgiveness. Right? So, knowing this, knowing that God has given us advanced eternal forgiveness, we also ought to forgive those that hurt us in advance. Now, this is how it works. Now, knowing that one day, one day, one day, Kola will offend me. It must happen. I forgive Kola in advance. So, knowing now that maybe in four months' time or six or one year, Kola will do something to me that might really annoy me. But knowing that from today, I've already forgiven him. So that when it happens, I will not react out of anger or spite. I will react in love because I've promised myself in Christ that I will, I have forgiven him in advance. So also, make a decision that I have forgiven so and so. I've forgiven everyone in my life in advance. That no matter what they do, my response is love eternally. And also remember that you are not perfectly behaved too. And you also will likely offend and hurt people. It is why Matthew 725 says, First remove the log in your own eyes before you talk about another person's speck. So when you remove the log in your own eyes, you can then see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. Okay? A log is like you know big big log of wood. It's a much bigger problem than someone else's speck in their own eyes. So it means that while pointing us to other people, your own faults are more glaringly obvious. If only you tell yourself the truth, you are not also perfectly behaved. So knowing this, you should be humble enough to give people mercy and forgive their, you know, their, their misdeeds. You are not perfectly behaved too. Now, also, also remember that sometimes people mean well, but they are so poor in communicating what they mean. Okay, they really, they, are, they actually really mean well. But your communication just really sucks. Okay, so knowing that, give them mercy. Especially in the church. You know, especially in the body of Christ. We, all, we generally, 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 we all mean well. But we still make mistakes now we communicate what we mean. So knowing that, even when they are knowing, you know that it actually means well. Come around, so do you get? So knowing that people people communicate, you know, sometimes poorly, we, we just easily let things go. Again, remember that we are on the same team. Do you get? We are all working towards the same course. We are all working to get people saved and get into the kingdom and to grow. We are all working to grow TGC. So we are on the same team. We are not enemies. We are all on the same team. We are all working for the same purpose. Okay? Our wrestling is not against one another but against the works of the devil. So, channel your anger to the right place. Again, we are not wrestling against one another, but rather against, against the works of the devil. So, channel your anger to the right place. Acts 10, it says, Our Christ went about doing good, okay? Healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So channel your anger to go about healing the sick, okay? Go about dealing with the devil, not with one another. So don't say, I will show him. I will deal with him. No. Deal with the devil. Deal with his grand ill sicknesses. Cast out devils. Heal the sick. Get people saved, okay? Channel your anger 
to the right places. Our wrestle, Ephesians 6 12, our wrestle is not against flesh and blood. Look at that. But against principalities and powers. Okay? So we are not fighting each other. We are wrestling against principalities and powers, against works of the devil. Okay? Very important. So when someone offends you, call the person to have a question about it. Okay? Call for a discussion about it. Before you do so, first in your own heart first forgive the person first okay so that you're not talking you're not calling them to talk to fight but because you would need to resolve it so first forgive in your heart tell yourself i've forgiven let it go then make a call to have a discussion about the issue when having a difficult conversation it is best done physically face to face okay when having if a when you have to resolve, a, resolve an issue it is best done physically not over the phone why because over the over the phone the person cannot read your body cue or languages and we know from research that the talk part the words only make 30 to 40 percent of the conversation it only makes a little part of the conversation the about about 30 to 40 okay the most part of communication is your body cues your, your your body language you know your facial expression okay so it's important that if you want to have a difficult conversation don't do it on the phone do it face to face where your 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 intent your communication can be best discerned okay so if i type on the phone now you're not serious you know i say on the phone over, over a chat you're not serious joe now here i might be, i might be playing but over the phone I cannot post the play there without putting the emoticon. So the person might, might misread my you're not serious job and get angry. Whereas I was only joking. Do you get? So it's why when you want to have a difficult conversation, make sure you are doing it in person, face to face. Choose the right place and the right time. Okay? Choose the right place and the right time. Now you might also want to make the atmosphere right by you know carrying out a, a, a gesture for the person just do it do it, a nice gesture for the person okay either you know buy a tiny gift or, or just a compliment oh you look so good see your hair is so you know you are deliberately trying to make the mood lighter deliberately carrying out a nice gesture to make conversation go smoother now the the other the issue you want to resolve the bigger the gesture should be so the the other the issue the bigger the gesture should be if it's a really really big matter go extra length to do a nice gesture to make conversation grow a lot smoother okay then communicate to resolve issues and fix relationships don't don't argue to win don't communicate to win and make your point we people make this mistake a lot so you have you have a conversation or you're in a meeting you have a a, a, a a an idea meeting you're brainstorming and someone is trying to win an argument no Communicate to resolve issues to to optimize relationships. Okay, don't communicate to win an argument. Don't don't argue. Don't don't talk to win. Talk to resolve issues. Talk to build and better relationships. This is very important. Okay. Seek to understand the person, not to be understood. Don't go out saying you're not hearing me. You first. Seek to hear. Seek to understand. Okay. Make, make it the priority first to be the one trying to understand where the person is coming from. That makes it a lot easier to, to, to be able to relate to the person and, and, and understand 
why the person did or said what he did. So seek to understand, not, not, just, not just to be heard and understood, seek first to understand the person. Treat issues, not persons. Address issues, not personalities. You did something I don't like, you know, it's different from you are very stupid. Do you get? I don't like what you did, it's different from I don't like you. Address issues, not persons. Don't hurt people in a bit to have a conversation. Okay? If you are too shy, I would rather avoid confrontation. Report the case to a superior. Or, before that, you can tell trusted friends, you know, mature friends that are not just on to ordinary gossip. Tell mature friends to help go along with you to the person and discuss it in love. If the person will not listen, report to your superior in the chain, in the church, okay? Report to somebody higher, okay? And in so doing, person higher will then, you know, either discuss the case or report to somebody higher also, do you get? But it's just that we make deliberate effort to fix every issue. So, in wrapping up, if there is anyone in TGC that you don't feel comfortable with, the wise thing, the Christian thing, is to address the issue. Don't just ignore or put under the carpet. The mature thing, the Christian thing, is to make deliberate steps to resolve that issue. Imagine if that person that you don't like today or you don't really vibe with, how cool would it be as a Christian, as one that knows God's love, that you set a goal and say, in three months time, me and so and so person will be the best by this in this church. Imagine, that would be a loving goal, a Christian goal to have that me and this person in the next three months when people will be wondering how did they get so close okay so make efforts to not have anybody that you don't vibe with or you don't really like make every effort to live at peace with one another this is so important as we grow in numbers it's important that our bond of love grows even stronger more than ever before, we must get we must get more and more in love and involved with one another. So I encourage us: avoid bitterness, be the peacemaker, resolve every issue, resolve every issue, be a peacemaker, live the Christian life, a life of love. Don't be a Christian in talks alone, okay? Be a Christian in the way you conduct yourself by living a life of love. Any questions? Are we blessed? If you have a question, bring it on quickly. Bring it on quickly. Bring it on quickly. I'm waiting. Okay. Oinda is asking, what if the person is just immature to end conversations without pointing figures? What if the person just immature to any conversation without pointing fingers. 
Now, these things can be learnt, okay? And usually, such people really mean well. They just suck at talking, okay? They actually really mean well. They just do not communicate. So, start first from knowing that this person means well. But it is a communication problem. What do you do? Call the person aside. Okay? Call them aside. Let them, let them first know that first, I truly, deeply love you. I also know very well that you actually are sincere and you have a very good motive. Okay? You really mean well. Okay? But I think your, your, your communication does not help to deliver your concern and your message so your, your communication is betraying your is betraying your intent so i think you need to talk better so and so and so with so that you know we can all better understand where you're coming from we can all better see that you mean well okay and we can um move forward oh, yeah, exactly enough exactly is exactly okay so first and foremost I love you so much. You are amazing. Okay, you are you you you, are, you know. I love that you really mean well. Okay, but I feel like the way you are talking is not communicating your good intents very well, and it's not getting the job done. So maybe if you talk like this, maybe maybe if you talk say it like that, you know, next time it will better communicate what you mean, and everyone will get you and appreciate what you are saying, and naturally get better for it. Do you understand? Thank you. So now. Uh, to lose question pastor what if you are too vexed to keep it over a week you want to deal with it as if they ought awesome as if they ought used to burn if you drink hot tea as if they ought you will likely burn your tongue so in fact because it's as if they ought and you are vexed is the more reason why you should hold your tongue that your verse gone 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 that is the odds is the more reason why you should not have the conversation yet okay so that two days three days four days that you need to wait will help that oddness to become cold they can have a more objective conversation if the intent is love you can wait till you are calm it is to be it, it is it is it's the people being selfish you want to talk now to because you are angry that's been ridiculously selfish okay if the if the motive is love you can wait few days you can wait till your camera so you can have an objective conversation okay another question okay so sir you are asking okay like i understand that you should live at peace everyone but can you live with everyone okay now can you live with every person you don't have to have to to become everybody's best friend i think but at least you should not you should not be such that you have resentment that's my point you should not have any iota of bitterness no resentment it's important it's only when we say our core value is love you cannot have a resentment you have to deal with it now also also listen guys by not resolving issues we are also not helping people so if that person has a communication problem and we all, we all just avoid and not deal with the person, not vibe with the person. And we say we are loving people. We are not loving. We just leave the person with issues that help it to resolve it. So by communicating and seeking to resolve, we are helping the person also develop better character, which is why we are a family of love. Next question. Ryo, Ryo says, okay, 
So is it right to always make excuses for people? Like if someone does something, instead of getting angry, you are just like, oh, this person is because he's in a bad mood, so I cannot be angry. Now, um, Ryo, this is a good question. Okay, this this is it is good and bad. You make excuses, but you must also address the issue to avoid addressing it might be might be cowardice, and it doesn't help you and it doesn't help the person. You know, when, when, when we don't address issues, people go about with their bad behavior everywhere. But when we address it, they know, you know that this is not good and I have to fix up. Okay, so we should not avoid conflict. Okay, make excuses here, but also deliberately have a conversation about talk about it. Try to resolve it. Point out the issue so the person also can get better. So you can say, I know you're probably in a bad mood, yeah, but you said so and so and so and it really offended me, okay? Now you have helped the person to point out a character flaw that the person needs to work on and fix. Is that clear enough? Derek says, How do you undo a person who this is you jokingly and you have told the person, but because it's already the person's nature, it keeps repeating, repeating and you know it's a joke, but it still upsets you. How do you undo that? Mm. Now, if somebody will keep on hurting you after you have told the person about it over and over again. As I said earlier, take someone mature, someone, someone maybe a superior that is more mature to the person, discuss the issue. If the person will not change, you can then you know um, leave that friendship. That's why the Bible says that treat the person as, like an outsider. Okay? If you will not listen, treat the person as an outsider, you can then sever the relationship. Because the person has shown that he not listen to you or to a superior church leader. Okay? Thank you for listening to this message. We are very sure you're edified.